Welcome to a very special episode of the Finding Emo podcast. I'm Blake Fisher, joined by Chris Monier and Kyle Simmons. And today, instead of doing our normal format of talking about a whole album from the early 2000s or thereabouts, uh, we've put together a mixtape of sorts for Valentine's Day, right? Because back in those days, that's what we were doing. Because none of us had iPods when they first came out, right? So you had to burn the old CD. We were actually not tapes. We'd still call them mixtapes, I feel like, though. Um, and, uh, so for this one, we picked like some, you know, you've heard Kyle say mixtape musts. And so we're putting some mixtape musts together for Valentine's day specifically. So very specific kind of mixtape. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, so we each pick three tunes and then, uh, I'm sure these are three tunes that we probably put on at least one mixtape for at least one lady at some point, if not more than one lady, possibly. Hey, <laughs> is, is anyone guilty of that one? Oh, I, I don't know about these specific songs, but yes, of, of yes, the crime, <laughs> of the crime, <laughs> just the crime. Guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so okay, so you got priors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, so let's talk about mixtapes in general. So, uh, in case you're not aware, uh, pre-digital streaming, everything. Uh, we had tapes when we were kids, and then, you know, when we're really listening to this music, it's CDs, and so you'd burn the L- the CDR. Uh, did you fellas have any strict mixtape rules? Were you, like, sticklers for any specific things? So, I- when, I, when I first started making mixtapes, like, I, man, I was girl crazy young, and I was doing it, <laughs> like, legit, and I was... I like I insisted upon if I was making someone a mixtape, it was the listen to the radio and be oh, yeah. ready at that moment to bam hit record when the song came on. So Yeah, so you are talking younger age when we were doing the cassette. I never made them like that. I just made those for me. That was just my like, oh, I like this song on the radio, record it. But I wasn't giving those to people, I don't think. I think I was for my own listening pleasure. Matt generally. <laughs> Is that masturbatory? <laughs> no, 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 not like. <laughs> I guess auditorially, sure. Is that okay. a word? Yeah. Uh, Chris, did you have any uh, rules or or do you remember a first mixtape where you as young as him? Was it actually a tape? I, no, I mean, no, I never made an actual tape. No, but I mean, I got into computers and stuff pretty young, so like, I I was like pretty. I feel like I was making CDs pretty quickly. Um, and so, as a matter of fact, I think that for, I, I kind of like have this distinct or kind of vague memory, actually, of like the first girl I made a CD. She's like, you made a CD? And I was like, yeah, dude, you could do that. It's totally Like, you made, you made you this? Made, physically, right. I chiseled the laser. That's right. Well, and It doesn't I, have I a also, laser on it. It's red by laser, but that's I was also like, the, I, hel- I helped a few friends get uh, some vinyl they had onto like a digital format, because I, oh, I, yeah. I was like one of the first friends of mine to figure that out. I'm sure that I, audio quality was top-notch in the late 90s. Uh, well, yeah, because I had to go... <laughs> I remember I had a really long headphone cable that I had to do to go from my like dad's Pioneer stereo, you know, and yeah, it was quite a Frankenstein setup. <laughs> Nothing's changed. All, my whole life is still a bunch of... a series of Frankenstein setups. No, the first song, though, that's all, all that mattered. Like, the first song... The rest was like very... Um, important, but you had to like get that first song just right. That's what I remember. Guys, I feel like there were a few oh. things that were really fun about mixtapes specifically. Is like one, the limit of of finite time you had because you yep. had, you know, eighty minutes on a CD. I can't remember what it was. Tape was sixty minutes. 
was it? Right. 30 yeah, minutes on each right. side? And uh, I know they had longer play versions or whatever. Um, but uh, so, you know, you really wanted to fill the whole 80 minutes. You weren't making, especially if it was like a makeout style mixtape, you weren't trying to fill 20 minutes of it and have to go back to the CD player that quick, you know? Uh, so I feel like that was a fun thing. And then, okay, did you all have any, did you do like, uh, what kind of mix? Was it just girls? Obviously, you mentioned the radio thing. Any other kind of themed mixtapes? No, or was I mean, it just I think I made some mixtapes for Buds. Like, dude, you got to check these bands out. Yeah, I think that's a kind of mixtape, for sure. I, I, I mean, you're right. It is. I think maybe I felt more comfortable at the time calling them compilations that I had there you go. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. So mixtape yeah. had a specific romantic connotation to it. For, for me, it did. For you. And actually, I don't want to take this too far off track, but I do kind of want to brag to you guys, since you're both... You know, you're both familiar with Oklahoma City. I, uh, I, I, I even in third grade, I called KJ103 and I got through and I did a shout out and dedication. Oh, of, wow. Of uh, When a Man Loves a Woman by Michael Bolton. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> what, how old are you? Third grade, <laughs> dude. Third and and grade. Th- that, there's no, there's no question. You know, I thought that like it was all genuine and they were like feeling my vibe. And they had to have put me on air because I was a freaking third grader <laughs> calling in and requesting when a man loves a woman or dedicating a, it. So that's a, it, that is a bold enough move that now I feel like I understand you a little bit more. I feel like your mixtape <laughs> game was probably stronger than Chris and I's. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I <laughs> like wouldn't have significantly. even thought I to feel do like any I'm not of those a, things. I feel, like, I feel like I'm not quite as handsome as you two, and so I needed the extra game. <laughs> okay. Dude, oh, I mean, I I was a complete dork. None of us look good in in <laughs> yeah uh, in the until late 90s. I was like a senior, and even then I was like a barely passing. Like the acne had just started to subside. No, I I was so far away from the spectrum you're in because there, there was no way. Like even I I I'd be like Dad, like it doesn't seem like girls like me. He's like, I, I yeah, I get it. He's like, you know, <laughs> you just have to wait this one out, bro. It's it's not gonna happen. So uh, yeah, it was just completely off my mind until high school. Zero encouragement there, uh, for sure. I feel like there were different kinds too. So you had the, you're right. We mentioned the, uh, kind of like, hey, check this out. Compilation. Okay, we, I like that description, uh, Kyle. I did also just the like, this is a good theme for like the pool kind of thing. Totally. You know? mm-hmm. uh, so it didn't have a to beach be beach tape. I like a good themed one. I like. I did one one time that was all had all proper nouns in it at some point. So someone's Ooh. name, you know. So whole whole CD of just songs. Ooh, with I love names that. I did one one time that was all, um, every lyric, the the first line of the song was a question. That was my idea. Mm. Wasn't it? Was it? No, I thought I did it for like some, uh, I some thought, contest I just remember or being something. in the van and, me, and we were talking about it. Oh. oh no, this was later than that for sure. Dang. I think so. See, um, I always wanted to do one that was just songs that started with a warning, but I could only ever think of, um, you warning? know, the, uh, no, no. Like, uh, <laughs> what is the song? Belle Bib DeVoe. Poison. <laughs> so I think yeah. it's the best opening line in the history of music. Girl, like That's the pretty... song starts out, "Girl, I must warn you." It's like, what's gonna happen? Whoa! Next? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I think that um, if you do that kind of mixtape, it was. I always wanted someone to guess what it was. I wouldn't tell them what the theme oh, was. That's I was like, cool, you yeah. have to figure out what the theme is. I feel like so. Um, I don't know. I kind of liked that that kind of style of things. So. Um, okay, so this is going to be a shorter episode because we're just going to talk about these songs that we put on it. And so this mixtape, though, 
we're agreeing is obviously shorter. It's not 80 minutes. Uh, we're not filling up the CD. So we just each pick three songs. Uh, we complain a lot on this podcast about the track order of, of albums. And so <laughs> I felt it appropriate to take those nine songs and not just do Kyle's first and then Chris's and mine or something, but to actually try to make them into the order. Because the order is important, as Chris mentioned. you got to have a really good first track. I think you got to really build the mixtape like an album, too. You can't end it Absolutely. on a bad note. So those bookends are really important, but I'm going to see how well you all... So this is none of this is planned. Chris and Kyle don't know the order. We don't. Uh, I'm, so not, we're I'm gonna, excited. No, I'm we're going to roll through them, and then you all can chastise me if you think I get the order wrong. Okay? <laughs> we're, me, and, and me and Kyle are going to start a new podcast. It's just like criticism <laughs> just me. of Blake. Yeah, just the, just the two of us. It'll be a side podcast <laughs> to this podcast where you... It's a podcast about a podcast. But the I bet is those exist. Blake does all the nerd stuff for this, so me and Kyle would we our podcast is going to sound like crap. It's going to be us like, it's be us like we're talking into our phones. <laughs> <laughs> it's not not going to be any good. Uh, okay, so that's that's the idea, and we're I'm thinking of this mixtape because it's Valentine's Day. We all picked you know Valentine's Day ish songs. I feel like so these are definitely either girl I like you, and I'm trying to get your attention through this tape and tell you that because I'm too shy because I've got acne or whatever in Chris and I's uh, case. Um, or, you know, or maybe you've moved on and maybe this is more of, there's some mixtape jams on, or, or some makeout jams too on here too. So, tried to make it the right order. You all tell me how you think I did. So, let's start with track one. Keep in mind, Finding Emo's the podcast. This might not be your boys to men kind of style mixtape. So, we're kicking it off with Let It Happen by MXPX. I mean, Chris, we're obviously going to you first because you picked the song. So uh, tell us why this is a mixtape jam for you. Well, you know, first of all, it's a MXPX song, my favorite band. Um, and I always loved this song. I, well, <laughs> as, a, as a teenager, it seemed like a perfect mixtape song for a girl. Um, as a you know, as I've gotten a little older, it's a little uh, as I say sometimes on the nose. <laughs> yes, it's a little. It's not very subtle. Yeah. <laughs> so, to me, this would this would be like a song that you would put on a mixtape for a girl you liked, and you like had did not have the awareness to realize that you were like just you were not hitting her not in the there. face with with uh, with with non subtle hits. Um, but, uh, you know, I felt like I, I know I put this on a few mixtapes and I felt like my my play was like, I just love the idea of being in love. Like, I, I'm just looking for someone like that, you know, like it. So, like, go super deep and talk about how you like the idea of what the guy's talking, what Mike's talking about in this song. But you're not saying, you know, feeling that for you. Not yet. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. It's about two cents. I get it. I like it. Uh, and it's definitely not, I don't think I put a lot of punk rock on any of my mixtapes that weren't for my bros, if that makes sense. But mm. I get it. It works well, lyrically. She needs, to, she needs to know what I'm about, right? Well, this is, this yeah. is, this yeah. is for both of us. Like you need Plus, to know this is about this. I'm about this life. 
So here's the upside to starting the mixtape like this is that you're there's no expectations at this point. I think I feel like you're flying a little under the radar with it because it's just like, oh, we're just putting on this mixtape. It's just yeah. got a punk rock song. It's fine, you know? Yeah. And I feel like you can kind of ease into the slower jams if you want to. Uh, but, you know, no one's going to be... No one's going to like, they might let their guard down with the punk rock song first. Kyle, do you have any opinions on Chris's first pick? Let it happen. I, I love the pick, Chris. Good Thank job. You. Um, you know, I think I probably put this on a mix back in the day. And yeah, you're right. It's not so subtle. Like, hey, girl, listen to this. Um, <laughs> but I think because of the I way feel. it's punk rock, yep. she's not listening to the lyrics as much. I, I think mean, if that's this possible. Had a, does that make sense? I, I completely agree. But I do, ha- I, I feel compelled to, uh, I feel compelled to give a shout out on something on this. So if you guys haven't, and I know, I at least know that Chris has, I actually struggled. I think the best freaking mixtape jam that MXPX has put out, and this is saying something, is on their freaking brand newest record. All of it is such a jam. Have you guys heard that song? I have not. Holy I've, I've listened crap. to the whole record, but... I'll, I'll take a special listen to that. Take and take yeah. notes and listen to all of it. it be, if you're making mixtapes, that's going to, that's going to get you there folks. Okay. Wherever what that is say? that you're headed. Is it all of it? <laughs> yeah. All, all of, of it, it was is name? what it's called. Okay. Yeah. It's on their new record, but I, I, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate the choice from my birthday buddy. Solid <laughs> tune. I agree. So track two on our playlist, uh, Chris Monier also picked, which is we're at the top of the world by the Juliana theory. I 100% had this song on mixtapes and just had kind of completely forgotten about it, Chris. I'm really glad you put it on there. Uh, tell us why you picked it. I picked this song for Andy Loper because he, he. we talked about how this song was the perfect song to like just put on the radio with like a girl in the car, just drive with the windows down and just like look over and give like a little wink. You know, it, it just, it's got the shala laws. It's got the, the nice beat. <laughs> You know, yep. I, I mean, I don't know. This it's just good, good, good vibes. And I feel like we're we're getting into the vibes, right? I feel like going from going from our first track to this one, I feel like we're reasoning into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're still mm-hmm. happy, fun, go, you know, happy go lucky kind of style. Uh yeah, I love this song though. Uh I think you know, we haven't talked about this album yet. We haven't talked about actually uh any of these albums that were uh were these songs are from tonight, but uh the the Juliana Theory just had such a bad follow-up to this album that I kind of forgot about them, I think. But that first, this album's great. It was so bad. Yep. <laughs> and it's called Love, by the way, and right? You don't, and you don't it's love not, it. It's not, yeah. So that is not a mixtape jam, uh, not a good Valentine's Day jam, is their love album. Don't be fooled by the the title. Uh, but this is a great uh, grunt. We're at the top of the world. Uh, Kyle, do you have any thoughts on Chris's We're at the I top mean, of the world? Folks, if they don't know you mean business... Hit them with a sha la la la. <laughs> That's right. Sha la la la, and they know what you're about. They they Sha-la-la. know what what you're after. <laughs> Is it that obvious? I mean, 
it can't be described in words, right? Uh, I guess that's yeah. fair. As subtle as a brick on my back. <laughs> the, the small of your back, even. Um, oh, small of my back. Yep. Dang. Uh, okay, let's go to track three, which is I Need to Know by Goldfinger, and it is Kyle's pick. Kyle, sir, uh, tell us why you picked I Need to Know by Goldfinger. Man, I I mean, first of all, I I know I'm pushing it with, with a straight-up ska song. <laughs> Have you this... made out with a ska song in the background? Most definitely. <laughs> okay. I definitely um, have not. I, However, have you guys seen that quote? It is so awesome. It says that ska music is what plays in nine-year-old's head when their mom makes extra pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. Uh, um, That's so I know perfect. I'm pushing it with the ska, but here's, I, I, this, I feel like this isn't much of a stretch. This is freaking John Feldman, who has given us all some of the best emo records. And so. some... Very serious mixtape. Uh, oh, uh, must yeah, absolutely. So, like he he's kind of the grandfather of a lot of these bands, I think, and he's still producing these bands. So, um, yeah, dude, I freaking I put this song on mixtapes for sure. It is also a little old. I think this is ninety eight, but it is. I was definitely not making mixtapes in ninety eight for anyone. I do. But. I still feel like, and honestly, I'm anxious to hear what you guys have to say. But I do feel like there's no question you listen to this song and you know what it's about. You know what I mean? Like, hey, True, girl, the lyrics are out there. I'm, I'm digging you. So they are up front much more than they were even on the last two tracks. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on on the Goldfinger pick? It's such a perfect song for Kyle to put on a, on his mixtape. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like my MXPX song for him. It's like, hey, this, I'm about this life, woman. <laughs> Fe- you feel me? Like, this you don't is like what it, I'm about. Get out. Like, I want you to know that I'm into you with the lyrics, but I also want you to dig the horns and the upstrokes on the guitar because that's, yep. that's the life I'm about. <laughs> yep. If you don't like this, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put this out there right now. No, this is kind we'll of a deep cut for me. Like, I remember, you know, I've listened to this album all the way through, but you know, for me, it's I'm, I more remember it for the hits. Um, uh, but um, what what is the big song on this one? Superman's uh, the the song on that one. Is it, is the spaceship one on this one too? Or the, no, the, so the that's video? the that's their that's their debut. So okay, you're thinking okay, of here in your bedroom and yeah. that record, and that's much more punk ska. So okay, okay, cool. Uh, but yes, no, this is uh yeah, this is a great song, dude. So and this is like quintessential like ska gold figure. The good the good days. Their new record is so good, by the way. It you is. You told good. me to listen to it. I don't know if I mentioned. It, it's spectacular. Featuring my career, another oh, true, right. singer we just heard. It's a super group. I knew, yeah, that's why I put these back to back. No, uh, no way they weren't back to back anyway. Uh, okay, so next track, track four of our uh, nine song mixtape, short mixtape, is On My Mind by Newfound Glory, also a Kyle pick. Can't believe it's time to go again. You 
I love that guitar part. It's great. Kyle, so tell us about that, it. That th- this is the record that I told you guys when we did Newfound Glory that you should definitely check out. And I just did a little digging, and the guy's name that I couldn't remember is Tom Panunzio, if I'm pronouncing that right. But he worked with Tom Petty. He worked with Bruce Springsteen. And the whole vibe of this record is completely different. You can tell that that doesn't sound like well, that other drum beat. Yeah. songs. Dude, you've got, if you have not spent time with I have this not. record, you must. It is insanely good. I know I've listened to it because I like when you sent the song yesterday, I was mm -hmm. like, I've heard this song before. Like I know, I know I've heard it. So either I gave it a spin at some point and didn't give it enough listen, but I I dig this tune a lot. So I will go check out the record. The whole record is great. And I definitely put it on mixtapes and like, Full disclosure, and I'm not trying to score any points because there's no chance in hell my wife is listening to this. Um, but it is my it is my ringtone for my wife. That's like how legit Aww. this song is for me. So, and obviously it's legit because it's clearly about leaving for tour. Something yeah. we all did. I spent the first like year and a half of me and Elisa's my now wife. Uh, our relationship was me being gone most of the time. And Chris, you were right in the same boat because she started dating yeah. Katie at the same time. Uh, so yeah, we definitely did that. Our very, our very first Valentine's was we were recording out in Arizona, the, I, our EP, and uh, and I arranged for like my sister to go take something to report or something like that. I think also like even now more so than ever that it's it, maybe more more now than bef- when I first heard it. Like it's such a sweet sentiment that like, hey, I'm thinking about you. We have so much crap to fill our time with. Now, yeah. you know what I mean? Just this. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Just just this simple, really nice thing to say. Hey, I'm always thinking about you. It's just it's just a cool song. So when I know this sounds weird, but like I didn't have a phone that I could text. When right. I was on the road. Like I no. literally it was phone calls. And like if I got Internet, you know, instant messenger. That's what, shoot. In the beginning, it was like you were lucky was. if one person in the band had a phone. Yeah. Right. You were good. Yeah. I couldn't text for a long time. Uh, and then. uh yeah, so it's just yeah, that wouldn't just be even a thing now, which is crazy to think about. So I couldn't text on my phone; I could only sext. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. It would autocorrect duck to, <laughs> "Hey, uh, how you mind. doing?" And it was like, "Hey, you want to do it?" And I'm like, "Whoa!" I didn't say that, but I just had the sexting plan. It was weird. <laughs> that was on Sprint, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Chris, do you have any thoughts on Kyle's newfound glory pick? I am flabbergasted and befuddled by what he just said. I've lost all my bearings. I wrote, un- I wrote coming home and underlined it. Does that help? I don't know. <laughs> I'm writing a Silent Live skit in my head. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> I think my uh, favorite part is Blake being certain that that was a sprint plan. <laughs> yeah, no, so so it was so obvious. They were trying to keep up with AT and T, and they couldn't do it. So yep. that was their hail mary. Uh, Definitely one cricket. <laughs> no, it was not cricket wireless. Uh, okay, should we go to track five? Let's Any other it. thoughts on the newfound glory track? Okay, track five is uh, my pick. It is Indian Lover by Lakes originally, and now they're called Eager Seas. You're down and broke Well, I'll love you there Well, now all your life's is gonna be
so Lakes is a pretty obscure. They were on Militia Group. That this EP was on Militia Group. Uh, before that, they were in a band with Tashi Wa that was on Drive Through. That's it. Yep. I was trying to figure <clears> that um, out. And the guy, I just like they are so good, and like I feel like they're just such a tiny little band, but I want everyone to know about them. I think this is the best like love song lyrically ever written. Like I know that's like a bold statement, but extremely like, bold. <laughs> it's very bold. No, look, but here's why: the lines about like okay, now all your life there's gonna be love in all your pain, and when that broken ground gets in your way, there's gonna be love to help you stand. Like that's like what it's you know that's not mushy stuff. That's like the real you know. Real love kind of thing. Mm. Uh, anyway, I love it. It's it's one of my favorite songs. Uh, Chris, you introduced me to it. You had it on your, you got it on your iPod or something. Absolutely, uh, yeah. No, I remember playing I think, these guys for you because Rory from Militia Group was telling me that they were signing these guys and. Right, uh, and you they released that first EP for free, and I didn't know the what I knew the I didn't know the Watashi Wa connection to Lakes until I heard the band but it's one of those that i definitely remember sitting up in the van and going like what is this chris uh it's a great song. classic uh, classic militia group move first song total total amazing yeah. song and, and if you um, haven't checked these guys out they're all their other stuff's great too their uh their second their next album that came out there was like full length that came after this was uh fantastic in fact one of the songs i played i guess it was like at the rehearsal dinner or something so like it was like involved in my uh Wedding to my wife. Yeah. So, anyway, great band. Blake, Check it out. They're now called yeah. Eager Seas, though. They, Blake's so Blake's hitting you with the like. If you choose to be with me, this is the life I can give you. Route. Ex- you know? Yeah, it's more like that, that. and which like, is hey, perfect for the middle of this thing. So that, yes, and you'll it, yeah. I feel I like, like the, the middle is a good place. And to the get. world lets you down to just more broken ground. There's going yeah. to be love. I got you, girl. It's true. Right, I love it. That's a no, nice sentiment. Beautiful. You're right. Those you are know? great lyrics, and it's not all about the the happy stuff. You know, did, did you say you played this at your wedding? Not this. I didn't play. I played. Uh, there's their next record. Uh, the agreement is the name of the album and the song, and it's also a really good. It was in our like slideshow at the rehearsal dinner. Actually, okay. So uh, check that out. I'll put a link to it in the put a link to all these songs we're mentioning in the uh, show notes. I thought you were saying you put a link to your slideshow. No, 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 not to the, (laughs) I mean, no, no, no No one cares. I don't know where that even exists anymore. Uh, no one would care about the, uh, the, the slideshow from my rehearsal dinner a decade ago. Uh, okay. So that takes us to track. Oh, Hey, Blake, I, I have to stop you. Oh, stop me, please. I had never heard lakes until you sent me this. Really? Oh, crazy! Can you guys believe that? No, you need to. Uh, well, um, I have yeah. I have this to say. Um, this is what like a 2006 release? Is that right? Uh, uh hold on, probably actually, earlier. Hold up. Oh, it might be 2006, 2005, 2006, something like that. Chris is going to no, check I, on I, that for sorry, us. Sorry, I have well, it. It's I'll... in it's in my library, so it's like not. Doesn't have all the official stuff. <laughs> what were you gonna well, say though, Kyle? No date. I, Apologies. I, th- I think it's 2006. I think I looked at it earlier because one thing That's that right. really st- stood out to me. First of all, excellent song. Um, but one thing that really stood out to me is every single, every single podcast that we do, we ask the question, "Does this hold up?" And it's kind of hard, I think, really for all three of us to decide that because these are records that we love. You cannot remove nostalgia from these things. True. I had no connection to this band, and dude, this sounds so good the fact that they weren't like 
this is militia group, which, yeah, we all knew who they were and we're excited about militia group, but like not a ton of money behind them, right. uh, not making gigantic records. Dude, it nope. sounds wonderful and it yep. holds up. Like I'm, I am pumped about listening to the rest of this record. Yeah. And you should check out all of them. They definitely pick a, like a sound for each record. They okay. like the next one's a little bit more, got more acoustic stuff going on. Okay. And uh, and some weird like you know mandolins and stuff like that, and then the one after that's like all kind of rock and roll, ambient, noisy kind of stuff. The next two are kind of like that, but they're consistently really good songs, uh, good musicians, and they kind of pick a. They're not so far outside of a style that they're like a completely different band, but you know this well, EP. It feels didn't. Great for it the didn't next feel band. dated at all. Like, no, it's great. It's a great song. Good pick. Uh, track four on it, which I always forget the name of. Um, Laters is what it, like with five S's at the end of it is also really good. The, okay. the EP is good, but those are the two best songs on it. Definitely check them out. Um, sorry, I forgot to let you all have an opinion on this song. I got so excited about the lyrics <laughs> of it and making my bold statement about, okay, it's my favorite love song ever. We'll put it that way. I don't, not the best ever. That's a, that'd be a hard thing to, uh, to justify. Um, okay. So track six also by me, I didn't mean to stack them two, two, two like this. It's just, I felt like, we're in the middle. You guys know I'm going to pick the mid-tempo stuff. Right. Uh, but I'm not trying to be too obvious because I'm doing Here in Your Arms by Hello Goodbye. So it's so funny that like I even consider Hello Goodbye Emo because I think this goes back to one of our earliest conversations on this podcast is like, what? why do we call something emo? And I think, Kyle, you were the one that said like, is it the labels that have something to do with it? Yeah. And I think that's part of it. It's like, you listen to this specific playlist and it's kind of all over the place. We've got stuff that sounds like modern alternative rock. You've got stuff that's a little bit more uh, punk. You've got stuff that is this poppy, you know, um, and, but it all kind of fit in that genre, which is weird. Do you guys think I'm weird for picking here in your no. arms? No, okay. no, no, this I, fits I mean, it, I thought, this I thought we would fits do this into record. Genre. Yeah. Yeah. I love this record. It's really good. Uh, it's just gotta be drive through's biggest record, right? Oh, I mean, for based on this single alone, right. I think it went platinum. Oh yeah. I think the record did like, which is crazy. Um, yeah, uh, it's a good song, good pop song. Uh, I'm not normally for the auto-tune use like this, but it works really well for this song for some reason. Uh, and I've caught them live a couple times, and they're really fun and good too. So um, y'all have any thoughts on Here in Your Arms by Hello Goodbye? I mean, I, it's a... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I apologize. No, it's a, a, it's a perfect song for uh, for a mixtape like this. It's a great pick. I, I had forgotten about this song. As soon as you played it, dude, like memories were flowing back in. This I... I have took me thought back about... to us took me back to a very specific summer night at Rad Chat's house for some reason. <laughs> like I, re- I remember hanging out in that guy's backyard. It's a got what a great song. Good job, Blake. There are a couple other tunes on this album that I actually put on mixtapes more than this song, which are Oh Is It Love and uh, Baby It's Fact. Uh, they're really good songs, but they're even more genre hopping, and it, this one felt better uh, for this specific Valentine's Day one. But those are two really good mixtape jams too that I did a lot on a lot of different playlists. 
because uh, by that point it was playlist when this was out probably. Uh, all right, let's go do track seven. Oh, let which, Kyle talk. Kyle's gonna oh, say Kyle. something. Oh, Kyle. Oh, yeah, Kyle was going to say something. Kyle, I, please I was do. just going to say it's it's excellent. It's a great record, great track, um, lots of fun. And, I mean, definitely made its way onto, onto some mixtapes from me. Yeah. Um, and I still think we're in the, we're still not all the way into, you know, make out land at this point in this. They're uh, thinking about making out with us. <laughs> you're thinking about it. Or maybe you're starting it during this one, you know, something yeah. like that. That's how it would go. Uh, and then we get into Kyle's next pick, which is Spiders by Love Drug. Here we go. Connected to the other end of this twisted Kyle, tell us why you picked this perfect song. Because <laughs> it is a flipping jam, and we are making out at this point. And if yeah. we're not making out, we're never making out, right? Yep, right. Because I mean, she's basically goodness. either said no to the ska, or she has no heart. She has no <laughs> feelings inside of her. If, if this song doesn't get you feeling something. Dude, what a, what a freaking song. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't mean to disrespect Love Drug, but like for me, they've never surpass this one like it is just such a good song so i think i agree song wise uh this album's really good i listened to it for the first time in a long time uh because you put this one i was like how did i not think of spiders when you said that because i definitely had this on oh hey girl oh hey girl uh and i think i think you're right this song i love so much and one time i saw them live and they didn't play it and then they were i know and uh and and i think i Maybe I asked him or something because I think it was at like the Green Door, and he was like, "Oh, what? we just didn't have an acoustic guitar or something." And so then they came and play, they played our like EP release at the Green Door, and I brought an acoustic guitar because I was like, "I'm not letting them get away with not <laughs> like play <laughs> playing this. spiders," because uh, it's such a good tune. Uh, Chris, what are your your thoughts? It's it's a perfect song for this tape, but this band just never did it for me. That's okay. <laughs> That's fine. I'm fair. so sorry. That's fair. I love this album. I didn't like the follow-up, but the next two after that were uh, really, really good. In fact, that fourth one is is really, really, really good, and I don't know that anyone ever listened to it, so I suggest listening to that. I cannot remember the name Dude, of it Dude, they've right got now. a 2020 release. Really? I haven't yeah, listened I, to that. I hadn't That's listened That's incredible. To it. That's yeah. some staying power. Yeah. Uh, you know, one other thing, Chris. Do you remember where we heard this first? Because no. I remember where I was. Where were we? We were in Rory's office, and okay. he played this for us, and, and it was before they released it, and he gave it to me, and I was just, like, floored. I mean, I was like, because he played this song. He knew this song was unbelievable. So maybe, I was I was just like, so maybe it, it, it has always hit me wrong because I was jealous. That's probably just jealous. Maybe. I don't know. I was, yeah. <laughs> it's probably, you know, anyway. guys. Hey, I know you guys are trying to get signed, but listen to this. Like, whatever. This sucks. No, you need to <laughs> sign us. Guys, I feel like I feel like there's something that we haven't mentioned, and I think this is the perfect song for me to mention it on. I, I think that, uh, I think that as far as mixtapes are concerned, maybe not emo mixtapes, but in general, mixtapes, like everybody got a lot of help 
from the WB back in the day. Like if a song oh, was on the yeah. WB, then you could throw that bad boy on a mixtape. Absolutely, you're right. You need yep. those shows. Dawson's Creek, One Tree Hill. Yep. I can't this remember like the rest of them. sounds like a song that would be on a show like that. It probably totally. was. Yeah, I bet it was. Um, Yeah, I bet it was. Also, uh, Candy from this record is another yep. one I definitely put on a bunch, because it is even better in yep. that uh, kind of weird, slow jamish realm. Uh, it's a really good one. And, and I hadn't listened to it in a long time. I was like, oh, I remember putting that on a couple CDs for sure. You're like, oh, um, yeah, girl. Yeah, it's a great song. Uh, great band, if you haven't checked it out. Uh, that's from their uh, first album, Pretend You're Alive. I think that's what it's called, Pretend You're Alive. Yep, yep, you got uh, it. Yep, and uh, so definitely check that out if you have not. Uh, and maybe you won't like it like Chris, but that's fine. I'll love it. No, no, no. It's a great song. No, no, no. It's okay. No, yeah, but yeah. you're right. The band, you're right, just saying didn't uh, do it. That's didn't actually it also me. part of the reason that I bought a uh, 74 Tele Deluxe. That's what he played, and I liked the look and the sound of them, and now I have one. So Yeah, no, I remember you guys, you and some other friends of mine, and, and turns out Kyle too, I guess, in hindsight, were really into this band. That's great. Yeah, and they're fantastic live. Like They, they were. sound I do remember spot that. on. I mean, so good. To be fair, Chris, I was more into what this band could do for me. <laughs> You were using them. <laughs> Aren't we all using them, though? Yeah. No. That's okay. That's yeah, their like gift it. to us. Okay, so track eight. So this would be the penultimate, you know, track. This is an important one. This is, this As we talk about very dude. often, don't, your second to last it track, it is important. Second to last track is uh, When Paula Sparks by Copeland, which is my pick. Now, to be fair, on I mean, you could play this whole album for a for a makeout jam for sure. Copeland's first record. Uh, I normally in a mixtape, the thing I don't like about this song on a mixtape, even though I love it on a mixtape, is that you know it really needs to flow directly into California, or it just cuts off at the end and it feels abrupt because it's already playing that hook line to California. So it's kind of one of those. Uh, it's kind of like when you. Uh, get the load out and uh, stay not back to back on a playlist by Jackson Brown. And it's like, you just get that part and it cuts off. You're like, no, no, I wanted to sing. Won't you stay a little longer? Um, Anyway, it's like that for me. So, but I only picked one and Paul Sparks important to me because it was definitely on a, uh, a make out mixtape kind of thing that me and my now wife. And I asked her to marry her, me with this song in the background. So Whoa. on purpose. So it's a big, it's a big, it's a big, Big deal for me. So, um, I've got a lot of these weird little wedding <laughs> songs on my playlist picks. So that's why I picked this song. Kyle, any thoughts on it? Uh, I have a few thoughts in 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 a story, if it's okay with you guys. Please. So one, the song is excellent. I love the way that it builds in subtle ways all the way through. It's freaking cool. Um, also really weird but if you listen to the new acceptance record they straight they just freaking swipe that that lead guitar part seriously it's so weird because i'm like 
I mean, acceptance, you know who freaking Copeland is, but whatever. Uh, listen to the new acceptance record. It's it's pretty all right. I think they um, were label mates more than once, right? Yeah, Wasn't to- acceptance? Um, yes. And they so, went to Columbia, I, and then I, I think so did they. Maybe it's maybe it's an homage. Um, I, I don't know. But so my story is, I told you guys a while back, I think you mentioned Copeland, like when we very first started, and I have a Copeland story. And it is the worst interaction I've ever had with another human being. And I mean, like, representing myself well. It was with Aaron Marsh, and it was such a freaking bummer. Everything that came out of my mouth was just wrong. And it just didn't, he did, he'd never met me before. And I spoke to him as if he should just know that I was being friendly or kidding. And obviously, I can't make, I, I, I can't make this decision or I can't make this statement, but I think for the most part, I'm a pretty nice dude. And I was trying, I was trying desperately to be friendly to him. Like he pulled up on our own, our old van that was just (laughs) barely rolling. And the first thing I said was like, Hey man, like watch the paint when you open the doors. (laughs) And it was just so clearly a joke, but he did not pick up that it was a joke. He thought I was being rude. And it just went downhill from there. And it was like, never recovered. (laughs) Oh, I never recovered. And it was so bad. I'm just, I like, I won't tell you everything that was said, but the whole entire time, I was just so bummed out that every next thing I said was just misfiring. (laughs) A buddy of mine, Jason Adams, was there and he was like, Holy hell, dude, I have never (laughs) seen you miss like that. Like, Like, I love it. So, I mean, he was just watching the train wreck front row. So I'll I'll just say this. One of the things I said was he said, we were talking and he's like, man, we just, uh," or no, I apologized. I went back to him and said, man, I am so sorry, dude. I just feel like a little weird. I feel like we didn't hit it off. Like you weren't getting that. I was totally kidding about this. And I am so sorry if I made you feel, um, like, like I was being rude to you. Like, I apologize. And he was like, man, I, I really appreciate that. You know, like I, I wasn't sure about your vibe and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so he confirms it. And then he says, yeah, we just got off the, st-. so he's trying to make a positive. And he's like, yeah, man, what have you been up to? Yeah. I, I just, we just got off this tour with, uh, with, uh, Reliant K um, and it was a lot of fun. I was like, oh man, that new- I bet it was that new record is just killer. And it was forget and not slow down, which is an amazing record. Yes, absolutely. He's like, oh, thank you, man. We worked really hard on it. And instead of just (laughs) accepting it, I said, no, 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 no. no, no." I was talking about Reliant K. I love that new record. (laughs) And like we looked at each other and and it was like understood, like, dude, I'm done talking to you (laughs) and I'm really sorry. It is truly the worst interaction I've ever had with another human being. Do you lay awake at night and think about all what the was time. happening in your brain that you could just like what's let so, him have that guy? But, but what's so weird, guys, is like I was just being my I feel like my normal self that usually works, like it usually it vibes work? with other people. And it just was like fate was like, no. You're not going to be friends with Aaron Marsh. As a matter of fact, he's going to hate your guts. And it was, it's the weirdest, most awkward interaction I've ever had with another band. And what really sucks about it 
is I really love their music and he was a nice guy and I was not even trying to be a jerk. And I told like that he thinks I'm a jerk. He hates my guts. He still remembers me and tells the story. I guarantee it. <laughs> I, I hope, I hope that yes, maybe, maybe in a podcast somewhere. He's telling <laughs> story about maybe you. we could get him on here. <laughs> I would love to try actually. I think that Dude. would be wonderful to have you guys reconcile. Uh, I would love to see thing. Kyle try to crawl his way out of a, a I don't think year hole. I don't think I would because I think it would just I think I would pick right back up where I left off. <laughs> like just this not jiving. We weren't made to jive. Yeah. I would let Dude, you, you guys like talk you to him. You look like you haven't showered in weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, you definitely You definitely look older than the last time I saw you. <laughs> so you guys really never uh you know never really made it. Like tell us about that. It just never really happened for What's you. It like like to- you were Almost be famous. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, we wouldn't allow you to be on that podcast. If I get Aaron Marsh to be on this podcast, you will have to bow out for that one, Kyle, I think, just for my sake. In fairness to me, I feel like if one of you guys had been there, you could have helped. And my buddy Jason was not helping. He was just in shock and watching. You know. But what here's I mean? what's he funny: you think we would, but here's the thing: I don't. I don't care about celebrities at all. Like I don't. I don't like. I've if I if I saw. I mean, like I was in New York once, and Chris Rock was in the booth next to me. It's certainly weird to hear Chris Rock's voice like at breakfast. That was weird. But other than that, it was just like, he's having breakfast or whatever. Like that doesn't like excite me. You but wouldn't I help really... me get out of that hole. No, no. But here's what I'm saying. I, it, I, uh, when I like a musician though, it's different. Like, yeah. and so I saw Jimmy world at a restaurant and just flipped out and I couldn't say anything. I just freaked. I just walked right past him. I was not even <laughs> like a, Hey, I really like your, uh, and, and then, so I think, and I had an awkward interaction, not really totally awkward in the sense of your thing, but I knew a girl that like dated him and I was talking to her and I mentioned something like, Oh, I just really wish they would have played whatever song that I loved from the record that was out at the time. And like he was right behind me when I said it, and I didn't. I was like, "Oh, same thing." I don't want it to feel like, but I mean, I didn't. It still felt awkward because I was like, "Oh, I just wish they would have played that song." I mean, even though because I was saying I liked the song, it still felt awkward. So I don't think I would have been able to bail you out because I would have also been awkward because I really, well, really like his I, music. I corrected someone saying thank you. <laughs> no, yeah, no, thank that you was... <laughs> for loving my record, and yeah. I corrected him. And that is, if that's at the same time, that's at the same time of. Uh, I think Eat Sleep Repeat. So yeah, yep. that is a really good record of Copeland's. Yeah. So just my not favorite. The one Kyle was talking about. Right, just not, not the one Kyle was talking about. Man, I think uh, I regret. I like think about it all the time. And when you put pick the Copeland so sorry, song man. when you sent it to us, I was like, <laughs> you're gonna have to. I had meant to Kyle, be. I had so up, many interactions that were me. I I was so awkward. So like I can relate to you, not for the same reason, but like I would try so hard to talk to like. Got you know guys and bands that I like looked up to, and I just was so bad at it. Like I, remember I think I was probably the, awkward. The I don't think toured... I ever made anyone feel bad though. Well, yeah, but like I just <laughs> I I just know how you feel. Like where you're just yeah. like, dude, I know we could be friends if you just <laughs> if you could just get past the fact that I'm just not saying the right words. I'm I'm cool, man. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I love it. I love it. I love that story so much. I have tears in my eyes. I'm laughing so hard. Yeah, me too. I mean, that is uh, all time. I would love for uh, Aaron Marsh to hear it so that he could, you guys could put it behind you. We could. I, I would love it. to. Yeah. I would love to bury the hatchet, Aaron. Let's I would love beer, to beer summit with you guys. Like, yeah, you know, we should do together. it. Um, which brings us to the final track, which is Chris's pick, which is I don't one of the best all time, I think, and uh, and a great way to end it, which is Twenty Three by Jimmy Orl.
Chris, tell us, I mean, <laughs> are there any reasons not to put this on the mixtape? But tell us your reasons for doing it. Uh, this song gives me goosebumps still. I mean, every freaking time I heard it, um, the uh, I hear it. Um, I I don't know. I, you don't even have to hear the words. This song speaks to you just with the melodies and the movements. Yep. It's and then the perfect. words help. The words do not harm a thing. No. But <laughs> no. the weird thing about Jim's lyrics is that they they like don't ever seem to have like any true meaning behind them, but they're always really deep. They're both. I don't know how to explain. Explain. Yeah, well, I it's like he, it, I feel like you could always too. I feel like most of the time you can take something totally different from it than That's I do. It's like it means a, yes. a lot to you and it means a lot to me, but for to- totally different reasons and maybe totally different feelings too. He's pretty good at that. It's like um, <clears throat> vague without just being random. And and this, the, there were two things that happened um, in my life when this album was at, and that's that I met my future wife, Katie. I went to 23rd Street Body Piercing to get this record for free because if you were one of the first 10 people, were you there with me? I was there, yeah. It was a local radio yeah. giveaway, like first hundred right. people there. Yeah, and I it was just me and Katie had just started dating, and so it just reminds me of that time with her. Um, and I think um, I, I don't know, it just takes me right back there. And it's a great, it's a great way to close the close the mixtape. Good, good pick for the ending. That's that's a way. That's a nice little uh, um, punctuation mark on the on the on the whole thing. Yeah, they uh, they just did their futures Phoenix session and. Man, it was as good on that live thing that they did. I wish, I know they like the whole point of the live broadcast is that you can only watch it for three days and then it goes away. But I really do hope they like release that in some form at some point in the future because it was very cool. And uh, and they pull it off live too. You'd think this song might not work because there's so much going on in it, but they kill it. Well, the Kyle. Futures oh, tour. Uh, oh, sorry, the Futures tour. I remember when they did that when I saw them in Kansas City. It was perfect too. So they're just the perfect My- band. It's my picture of Jim Atkins over here that you guys can't see, but uh, it's from that show that I was at in Tulsa, Futures Tour, uh, on the 10-year anniversary. It's pretty great. Kyle, thoughts on 23? Uh, I mean, I'm glad I'm glad you picked it, Chris. Uh, it's excellent, and freaking, I mean, at this point in the mixtape, like, you should be asking, like, for consent to play this song. That's what <laughs> kind of song it is. Like, hey, I'm thinking about putting on... 23 by jimmy world is is that okay and she's like "Uh uh-huh and you're like all right um but no what so like outside of the mixtape thing one of my absolute favorite things about this song and i i'm just speculating and i feel like you guys are just gonna be like no dude you're not speculating this is the truth (laughs) my freaking favorite thing about this song is it's the last song on futures and i feel like they are intentionally doing melodies that reference the record earlier am i wrong on that or have you i've never that caught before? that no no way i've never caught that okay well i'm gonna have to look now i mean i hear i definitely hear two melodies that i feel like are from earlier on in the record like it's kind of kind like do either of you guys wonder years fan Yep. Like the greatest generation, the last track on that song on uh, the last song on that album takes like all the choruses from all the songs on that record. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it's freaking awesome. Yeah, no, I love when people do that, but I've just never yeah. noticed that this uh, that this one does it because something I was just listening to the other day does that. Oh, well, that John Bellion record, the first one. Oh, yes, yeah, definitely does it, and it's like one of the best it's ways awesome. of doing that. It's it's amazing. 
uh, no, I love when people do that. Although here's, I've, that's happened. Cartel did that on their last track and it, the, I felt like the whole record was a little bit like that. And so like, I didn't even notice for a long time that they were doing it. Cause so maybe I wouldn't notice if Jimmy Earl was doing it. I was later on, I kind of used that as like, Oh, that kind of makes the other songs maybe not stand out as much now that I don't recognize that that line and lyric are from the, uh, you know, track six or whatever. But now yeah. I'm curious. Well, listen to it and see what you think. Yeah, it's a great ending track uh, to that album and a great ending track for a, uh, for a, I don't know what you could possibly put after this on a mixtape. It'd be, it'd be kind of criminal to, to do that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, at this point, it's time to put in another CD or uh, just let it, let it end. You know, maybe you got a three disc changer. You can keep them going. Put a, put all you know get make three Dude, mixtapes this, this mixtape was a journey man i say take it back to track one start again <laughs> or, yeah, or watch 10 things i hate about you or uh <laughs> or oh shoot what's the great one with freaking ethan Embry and jennifer love hewitt oh my gosh can't hardly can't wait, hardly wait. One of my what a movie. favorites gosh i might watch that tonight so good this um, mixtape got me ready yeah, so you know that's our gift to you all is our little nine track mixtape. So feel free to put it on while you're doing you know your Valentine's uh, stuff. Maybe you're cooking dinner or something like that. Uh, I think it could work for you. I don't know. Just put it out there. It could uh, could maybe get you laid. It's, def- it's definitely gonna <laughs> not not work for you, right? No, I don't think right. it's gonna do you any it's harm. Not hurting, as we mentioned, do no harm for sure. Yeah. Um. Any thoughts on our mixtape order fellas do you think i did an okay job i think you did perfect man honestly yeah. like i it felt it felt like a you know like a good mixtape or album should feel like a book with all the chapters in the right place the story was in order i loved it it was perfect chef's you kiss st- you stuck the landing dude okay uh so here's what i'm thinking we'll do uh we'll in the show notes um it will have the the a Spotify playlist and an Apple music playlist with it on there. <clears throat> and then here's what I'm thinking. This is just, I just, this came to me. Why don't we make a Spotify one that's collaborative? And then anyway, if you listen and you want to add something to it, you can add your Valentine's day mixtape jams. Yeah. dude, Keep them it. in the emo genre at least though. Okay. So it's gotta be emo genre. power pop. Right, right. Yeah. But I mean, like in that, you know, in the genre of the albums we do on this podcast, don't put a can genuine we, pony on there. Okay. That's a good, like that's a mixtape jam, but not for, not for this one. What were you saying though? Oh, well, yeah. Chris? Can we boot songs? Like, are we, like if somebody puts like a, yeah, I, I can boot know, it. Like the dance by Garth Brooks. Can we be like, that's great, but no, <laughs> yeah. wrong idea. Wait, that's wrong. not the one where he uh, gets taken advantage of by the old lady farmer, right? Which song is that? That's a uh, lightning no, that's I don't know thunder. this song that you're talking. <laughs> no, about. Yeah, 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 that's like feel the thunder or something like yeah. that. Yeah, the thunder yeah. rolls. No, no, it's not thunder rolls. It's another. Uh, okay, <laughs> I will feel the thunder. Yeah, no, it's absolutely about him like working on this Feeling farm when he's thunder. like a kid and like having a wow. romantic relationship with the lady that owned it. She, I think. she was recently divorced. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, the whole thing. Little did he know that he was going to create a subgenre of. Uh, of internet entertainment from the the topic of of that song. I don't think I can link to it because he's not on Spotify or anything like that. But I will put the name of the song in the show notes so that you all can uh, uh, listen listen to that one. You can try to put it on our playlist, and we will reject it. Uh, just like we also will reject the dance from Garth Brooks Although, or any other country music. There's there's plenty of good mixtapes that you could put 
a Garth Brooks song on. Just not this one. Don't dog on Garth, okay? We like Garth. We're from Oklahoma. We're no legally beef. bound to. That's right. Um, so that's Chris Gaines, it. though, can get the hell out of here. <laughs> get out. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Although Chris Gaines looked emo. Yeah, you're Whoa, right. Trippy. Full circle. So, ooh, we might have to. Should we do the Chris Gaines album on the Finding Emo play, podcast? Play the bonus. Play the bonus track from the uh, <laughs> from the mixtape. Okay, that'll be so you like we'd put up a track of silence and then come in with a Chris Gaines tune. Oh, that'd be pretty good. Uh, well, that's it for us. Uh, have a good Valentine's Day. Thanks for listening. Uh, and you can uh, find that link in the show notes and add your mixtape jams, or you can tweet us, uh, Instagram us, Facebook us, all those things at Finding Emo Pod. Uh, that's it for us for this very special episode, just like any of your, um, you know, Friday night, ABC, TGIF, very special episodes. Uh, this is just like out of those, that same vein. So uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye.